Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross app, fightful.com. It is January 1st, 2021. This is Fightful.com. It's our first show of the year. Well, no, it's not, actually. It's our second show of the year. Well, why is that? Well, that's because our friends at Grapsity did a an impromptu show today. Um, my God, there were things that happened last night. And uh, Righteous Reg, uh, William Washington, and Phil uh, were definitely more equipped to handle that than us. So uh, make sure you check out Grapsity today, one of our most watched live shows we've ever done. Um, Captain Sean Dean stopped by, uh, Bear and Black stopped by. They talked about the Tony Khan tweet, the Big Swole podcast, a lot of stuff. So make sure you check that out there. Uh, they are much better at answering questions and, and those criticisms than we are. And I learned an awful lot from that show. So please check that out and support them. But we've got Denise Salcedo here. We're talking WWE day one. And, um, Denise, I, I broke a little bit of news before day one. Yeah, you did. It was interesting to say the least. It sure was. So uh, about 5 p.m. Eastern. Whew. 5 p.m. Eastern, I got information. It was like, hey, have you heard that there might be some changes? And I said, no, but I assumed. And somebody was like, no, this is a pretty big change. At about 6 p.m. Eastern, I get word, and it was confirmed via WWE, that Roman Reigns had tested positive for covid and Brock Lesnar was on site in Atlanta already. So what they did was they added him to the main event match. So uh, this this all emerged like just minutes later, WWE confirmed it. Boy, um, if that didn't set the tone before the show, Denise, I don't know what did. I think that... I see. I was curious as to how many people were going to tune in to watch the show. Because for the most part, you know, the Fatal 4-Way was already something that people, you know, were interested in. I think for the most part, there was going to be people that were going to tune in for this. I did think that with, you know, the news that came out before the actual pay-per-view, I feel like it definitely added more. I don't want to say, I don't know if buzz is the right word, but, you know, obviously there was a lot of people, you know, talking about this match. With It's kind of like one of those things where you have something to be excited about, but then at the same time, something to kind of be like, 
like, oh, well, this kind of came out of something that's not necessarily great. Because on one hand, obviously, you know, we have to talk about Roman Reigns and the fact that he, you know, tested positive for COVID. And given Roman Reigns' you know, uh, health background and everything with that, you can only just like, dude, like I really wish him the very best because I don't, I don't even want to begin to assume what yes. the situation is with that. I don't even want to begin to assume with that, but I just want to say, like, first and foremost, I, 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 I could only imagine that it's a scare, like a scary situation just from like an outsider's perspective based on what I know. And so I just like hope that, you know, everything is okay. And that, you know, within the 10 days or, you know, all of that, that everything's okay with that. So on that end, you have one part of this major story. And then on the other stand, you have kind of, well, the exciting part of the story, which is okay. Brock Lesnar has now been added to this massive, you know, what was already a massive match. Yes. And now it's even more massive. And, you know, instantly everything that I was seeing on the internet was like, Oh, my gosh we're finally gonna get you know bob and brock you know we're gonna get the, that moment between them and so obviously i did not predict anything that ended up happening here tonight but i was definitely excited for it so it was a major story in the sense where it's like damn like i really wish roman reigns the best and then on the other hand you're just like damn i'm excited to see brock lesnar in this match so guys if you want to um support the show please leave a thumbs up please subscribe please tap that bell for notifications. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, share our, our, our podcast, all that good stuff, but you can get your question or statement read on the air. And uh, uh, somebody said, why didn't anybody else call at us? Russ for saying 2021. Okay. It's the first show of 2022. My bad. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I'm sorry, buddy. It's going to be happening for a while. You know, when it's you were in like back in your school days, when it was a new year, you would come and you would still write on the notes, like the wrong year. Well, now it's the podcast adult version yep. of that. It sure is guys. Get in your super chats here at youtube.com slash fightful. Get in your humper chats at humperchats.com. Uh, I want to send an apology to Dr. Six fingers Esquire. I saw that a couple of those were missed uh, ahead of Grapsity. Um, buddy, I have emailed you. If you email me back, uh, we will read some on the air to make up for those uh, being missed. Uh, definitely my apologies. There was a miscommunication there, but we will make good on those. Uh, so get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. This show brought to you by athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Find them at Athletic Greens. It's funny, I mentioned uh, Baron Black being on uh, Grapsity earlier today. He was uh, singing the praises of Athletic Greens recently, but Get in your Super Chats, Humper Chats, and right now on FightfulSelect.com, first day of the month, best, best time to sign up for FightfulSelect.com. I mean, we broke the news of the Brock Lesnar thing. We've got, uh, we had a day one live discussion. We had the lineup over there. We had some of the run times, including, uh, I'll be talking about some of the matches that were supposed to go longer here. Um, right now, Kate and Alex are doing a little bit of a more sour review, a companion review over there on select and i have the day one producers i have so many good stories going up this week you all are gonna love it fightfulselect.com let's get into our review where are we starting sean we're starting with the kickoff sh kickoff show okay. did you actually watch it Yes, I did. I watched the pre-show just so that I don't get in trouble because I don't like to come on here and get scolded at. Well, you wouldn't have been scolded at, but we do have some some yeah, uh, other round upon Sean. We, we had some other super chats, upper chaps. Rod Breed said, "Oh boy, sour graps is fixing to be a good one." Well, watch them after us. Watch them after us. And Jarlock says, 
I didn't know I needed Dan Housen and Wardlow on the same team until I saw the fan and illustration in the crowd. We are so sorry we missed that on Wednesday. Promise that's not going to be a habit, my friends. So um, get those in. But Dan Housen, did you see his free agent video? I wait on social media. Yes. No, I didn't see it. What? What? What did it so, entail? He's a free agent, as reported by FightfulSelect.com, and he was in somebody's yard in like behind their gate. He's like, it's a prison. It's time for me to escape. And the guy was like, it's just my gate to my yard. Like you could have walked out of here whenever you wanted. And he's like, That's oh, it. is he making fun of the prison thing that yes. like everybody was doing? <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, I loved it. I loved oh, that's, it. That's awesome. That was amazing. Uh, Chaotic Butterfly Man said, happy new year to Team Grapsity, Team K-Lex and the Fightful crew. Stay safe and healthy, you all. Thank you all so much. Uh, I don't say this enough. I truly appreciate how much you guys support us. Uh, my goal for 2022 is to pay attention more to the positive than uh, the negative. So thank you to all of you that are here. <laughs> Chris Williams says, pretty good special live event of sports entertainment. So the term in which he actually means is premier live event, Denise. This was the term. Wasn't it premium? Premium, premier. Who gives a shit? I think it's premium, isn't it? Who gives it? a shit? It's going to be called uh, like... Premium live event, PLEs is what they're going to be called. Play. I'm going to call they're it They're going to be play. called please uh, before long. I don't have a problem with this. Like uh, They're changing it, and at least once every time there's a pay-per-view, people say, it's not a pay-per-view anymore. Oh. That, yeah, hold on. What are you? Oh, okay. Actually, they're no longer called pay-per-views because they're not on pay-per-view. Like, who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I um, forgot what you look like with your glasses, by the way. Was well, <laughs> they, they don't have, they don't have lenses. They're, they're just for performance now. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're, so they're just props. Yeah. They're just props now, but um, I don't have a problem with this, but it is like, as uh, Garrett Kidney mentioned to me on Twitter, it is the fact that WWE like is like premium live event all day long. I mean, they did. They didn't say it that many times. This I only heard it lot. like maybe three times. They said a lot, really, because I, I I don't remember. Maybe I just caught it like the one time, and then I caught it on the graphic. But you know what, Sean? I like this. I don't hate it. I'm not gonna trash on it. it whether it's premiere or premium, whatever they're calling it, and the way I see it, it's like okay, I get it. You know, it's not pay per views anymore. Okay, fine. We're all streaming this, whether you're streaming on the Peacock or on the WWE Network. I get that, and the way i see it is all right they're coining a phrase for themselves cool i don't see the harm in it honestly and i know people are gonna shit on it because they already are and i get it trust me i get it i already had all the comments of people saying well where's the premium stuff at and it's funny as hell but you know what screw it like there's just there's bigger things too. i think uh complain about well one of those things might be johnny knoxville and the royal rumble um like 10 years ago i would have loathed this i would have hated it like I've just watched so many Royal Rumbles that have like 10, 15 people that you know aren't going to win. I, I I just don't. It doesn't bother me that much anymore. I'm sure at some point I would have been like just seething Denise. But in the grand scheme of things, especially I guess after this weekend, I was like, ah, who gives a shit? I was told, I want to say maybe yesterday that they were going to announce the first entrant today. And I was told it's not a wrestler. And I was like, who could it be? Then Johnny Knoxville posted that video. And I was like, of course, it's going to be him. 
Aren't you kind of upset that we didn't predict this when we were trying to come up with our crazy bingo cards and wrestling video? Because I didn't see this coming. And, I, I you know, it's crazy, too, because we're not what? We're just a barely a day into this freaking new year. And already so much has happened. Like, already yeah. so many stories have broken. And that's, you know, not even including, you know, last night's madness. But I'm talking about, like, just, like, today. And I'm thinking to myself, like, immediately with this Johnny Knoxville thing, uh, this was not something that I was expecting, but you know what? Like, I don't see the harm. Like, uh, okay, I don't see the harm on it, harm in it if it's going to be something that's, you know, funny and entertaining. Okay, cool. I'm all here for that. Uh, he's, but you know what? Like, he's 50 years old. Like, I am curious to see, like, how, what he's actually going to do and all of that. So I remember, like, at one point, Jeff Tremaine, the guy who directs and, and helps create a lot of jackass, he was asked, like, well, what's going to happen when these guys get so old? Like, they can't keep doing this forever. And he's like, they're falling down. They're not playing baseball. Like, they're going to be, like, they, they just fall down a lot. So what, he's going to go in, run, like, he's either going to run or walk. Like, he sees if he's going to, if he runs into, like, the rumble, that's, like, probably not the best. So, okay, he'll come out, he'll walk in, go in there, have a moment, get taken out, get a bump, and that's it. Yeah, didn't he do a WWE guest host thing? I mean, I'm sure like he would have. He seems yeah. like the person that would have. Yeah, um, do, I do don't you think remember. he ever goes into the Hall of Fame? Oh, God. I mean, at this point, if they want to get, like, some sort of, like, notoriety and some, you know, a press for that, like, oh, like, whatever Hall of Fame they decide to do it, like, oh, you know, Jackass Star gets brought into the Hall of Fame. That like, All it is is news. That's all it is. So, yeah, probably if they want to get a little buzz for whatever year's Hall of Fame. Oh, they could do the, the, the Hall of Fame ahead of the uh, WrestleMania in Los Angeles. There you go. Easy peasy. We have it solved. You know, like, I don't see the harm in it, but I'm curious, Sean, and I'm sure you know this. Are we going to get more non-wrestlers in the Royal Rumble this year, or is he the only one? I think he'll be the only one. Uh, somebody somebody also brought up Steve-O got murdered by uh, Umaga on Raw. Yeah, I forgot about that. But wasn't Poor- that because he wasn't, like, doing, like, what he was supposed to be yes, doing? correct. So he was correct. technically getting, like, legitimately, like, hurt? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Brandon Campbell says, are there ever any sour graps reviews for AEW shows? So uh, Alex is actually on our Wednesday post AEW show. So, I mean, yes, there are. Cadillac Carson says, yes, the nerd glasses take my money. I love that you call them the nerd glasses because they, before like nine months ago, they were just my glasses. (laughs) When nobody wanted to tell you to your face that you look like a nerd. Uh, Wait, did like you wear cart- them on the show? I don't remember. I used to. I would get really, really bad headaches uh, if I didn't wear my glasses, and I didn't have that bad a vision. But Ken Shiro says, Slap Nuts attacking Effie is better than Brock pinning Big E. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett showed up on GCW. I saw Holy that. See, crap. there you go. We're barely a day in, and look at all these stories. It's Damn. Unbelievable. I got a message from somebody at GCW, and they said, Make sure you're watching. And it was during the Scotty uh, Janela match. So I was like, I'm watching this anyway. And then that happened. Oh, man. Uh, Daniel Rothenberg says, hey, Sean, not all wrestling talk, but man, the college football playoffs were disappointing. Are you excited for the Bengals game tomorrow? Uh, No, uh, it's not disappointing to me because the Kentucky Wildcats won a citrus, won the citrus bowl. So I was excited about that. Also, um, yes, I'm very excited for the Bengals game tomorrow. If they win, 
they uh Can you see this 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 happened to me last night as i was playing freaking <gasps> scrabble why were you, you were playing scrabble last night i was huh? playing I was... scrabble last night and i had the opportunity to make this but i wasn't willing to do it so instead i did this i would Bangle. love to be able to uh i would love to be able to trash you for staying home and playing board games, but I played Guess Who last night, so. I don't know what Guess Who is. Oh, is that the one with the little thing with the little yeah, thing yeah, that looks yeah. up? I guessed it in one question, Denise. Dude, I don't care. I won Connect Four yesterday five times in a row, and a I won game. two games of Scrabble. It's a good game. I My was God. feeling pretty superior last night. Uh, Grace says, can people please stop saying COVID having, or Roman having COVID is a work? Dude had leukemia less than two years ago. Let's just hope he's okay. It's not a work. That's an asinine thing to say. It is not the case. Um, There's Andrew's, always that one person in the community, if you want to call it that, saying yeah. some crazy stuff. We've got Andrew saying grades called it a premier live event, so you know Vince will go nuts. I mean, we, we've heard stuff from Renee where she said that he, like she, he accused her of ruining stuff. You ruined it. You ruined it, damn it. that's terrible like no offense but that would have been me i would have broke broken down crying sean like no lie well i think you would have broken down and cried if your nose looked like ridge holland's yep so this match was sheamus and ridge holland against ricochet and cesaro and um some great performers here sheamus looked great i'll say that much sheamus looked great and that's about the extent of this and of course you couldn't plan for this but how do you not call an audible? Holy crap. Now, I'm not saying. What? You that mean heel... the heel overcoming all the obstacles is not the way to go, Sean? So, My goodness. So I'm I'm okay with that happening if, like, Seamus was in line for some big protected monster push. But you know that's not going to happen. You know he's going to have, like, piss thrown in his face or something on Friday SmackDown. But Ridge Holland ate a knee and foot to the face from, from Ricochet. And right now, Denise, we're looking at a spot that almost hurt MJF against Dante Martin, and it did hurt Ridge Holland, a standing 450. And quite frankly, if Ricochet and Dante Martin can't pull that off reliably, I don't think anybody should be doing it for a little bit. Needs some refining. Needs a little bit of work. I appreciate the ambition and the athleticism, but we've seen it within two companies not work out that great. I would probably shelve it for a little bit, Denise. Dude, it was sick. Like you saw it, you caught it the first time, but even watching, because they did do the slow motion replay and Ian just seen it. Oh man, like he got him perfectly, like right in the nose and the mouth. It was just brutal to see. But um, like the match itself, they're like, it was enjoyable, like for a pre-show match, but it's the, the they, they should have called an audible. Sean, it's the pre-show match. You know for a fact that we're going to get this match again. We were probably going to get it again. Obviously now we have to, because once he, you know, the Ridge Holland being out of this match, you might as well, you know, redo it again at some point. But you knew we were going to get this match either way. So it was like, okay, you couldn't call an audible and, you know, switch the game around, switch the, you know, the, the, the finale around and actually have, you know, have them not win this match. So for me, like, I think that they, they could have, easily changed that finish and had it make more sense because Sheamus essentially the heel essentially overcoming this, you know, two on one attack was not necessarily, uh, you know, good, good storytelling, I guess. Like make an adjustment, have like toss him a weapon or something like he kicked somebody in the wing, bro, kick somebody in the wiener, like do something unless 
you're going to have Sheamus go on some like ass kicker run. And I just don't believe that's going to happen while he's out there doing every Irish stereotype with Ridge Holland. Uh, Michael Key says Sheamus is Irish. Give him a beer and shush. Um, yeah, I thought that was ill-advised. And quite honestly, I thought running back the Usos in New Day was ill-advised. Like I, I, But I know the drill. We always know the drill, Denise. It's the same thing every time we go, here we go again with this. But then every single time they kill it. Every single time they have an awesome match. And they had an awesome match tonight. And it got a lot of time. In fact, this got a lot of time that was supposed to go to some other matches, including the main event tonight, because um, they had to kill a lot of time on tonight's show. Oh, and it was obvious. Yes. I don't know why they do that. Like, just do a shorter show. Nobody's going to be that upset about it. Two hours, two and a half hours is just fine. But New Days and Usos killed it. That being said, give give me a little more to the story, because we did just watch them... Now, I mean the story to build up to the match, not the story within the match, because these two teams told an insanely great story within the match. Uh, Because they're great, and that's what WWE does, they rely on their uber-talented in-ring competitors to make up for their creative shortcomings. And this is another case of that, because this match kicked all kinds of ass. How'd you feel about it? All right, so given everything that we saw on the show, I think that this was, uh, you know, aside from the main event, because the main event was so entertaining, um, but aside from, I think this was one of the better matches of the night, to be honest. There were a couple, overall, the way that I felt about the show, I thought some matches, my interest, my heart was just not connecting with what we were seeing on TV, unfortunately. So with that being said, when this match kicked off and I started to see the way that they were going about it, I immediately saw that this was going very slow. Uh, It was very obvious to me that they were killing time instantly with this opening match. Um, However, once I think there was a moment where uh, Jimmy Uso hit a super kick on, um, I forgot who he hit the super kick on, but afterwards we see Jay do the Uso splash. And I think from that point on, and maybe just a little bit before that, but from that point on, we essentially saw the match kind of accelerate and go into another level. And that's when it started, you know, getting a lot better. Like I love Jimmy doing the tequila sunrise. I thought that was awesome. Uh, The 3D finish was pretty interesting. So let's let's hold off on that. Um, They went all out, like with the alley ooze. They they did that, which uh, you don't always see. Uh, The the big splash. I love. I I still love the double foot stomp backbreaker that New Day does. It's incredible. They were throwing it all at the wall and and making as good of a story as they could. And I love the Usos using a 3D. Bully Ray even loved it. Um, And I love that it finished somebody because to me, it is the greatest double team move of all time. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I was like, I ne- it's one of those times where you're like, oh yeah, that's why I love wrestling so much. And all these years later, it's just, it's so simple and effective. And I'm so glad that this finished them off. And I'm, I would love for them to make that like their regular finish from now on, because all due respect to the, the Uso splash, like, that's not necessarily like a, a working together double team move. And honestly, that can't be easy on their bodies either. Right. So I would love for them to adopt the 3D, which 
Pat, I think Pat or Corey Graves, whoever was on commentary, called it the one D, like one and done. And I kind of like that. Oh, the three D. How would you think? Well, see, I liked it because it came out of nowhere and I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, oh, shit, like, that's pretty dope. All right. I like that. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, that's exciting. And um, but here's the thing, though. So I mentioned, you know, kind of like the latter end of this match. But I do kind of want to give a little bit of credit to the crowd in this match because this crowd really got into this match a whole lot. And I kind of feel that they elevated the they elevated this match with their reaction. You know, we got I think maybe two or three different times we had this this awesome chance and I think that that kind of made the match feel so much better I thought it set a nice tone for the show that unfortunately was kind of uh killed immediately afterwards but for the most part like I liked this match I thought it took a hot minute to you know really get into kick into high gear was it like one of their best matches that I've seen out of them no because I definitely have seen better between both of these two teams together but I think for this show it was one of the uh, highlights of the show yeah, I thought they killed it. They did incredible work. Uh, we've got Van Twinblade saying, now give Woods the IC and U.S. titles. Have Brock take them from him. Then Brock can unite them all and defeat <laughs> Very clever. I see what you did there. Uh, and Bob Harris said he loved the Betty White reference by New Day. I love that too. And Bob, it's great to see you here. Uh, R.I.P. Betty White. What a, what a legend. Um, everybody that worked with her had wonderful things to say. And... Um, Man, that, that is such a bummer. Also made some WWE appearances as well. So uh, RIP Betty White. Shadman Huda says, Usos and New Days don't disappoint. They never do. They never do. But I'll tell you what disappoints me. Madcap Moss versus Drew McIntyre being booked for this show. How dare that you, match. Sean? It was the match I was most excited for. I Ooh, bet it was. I loved it. Five stars. I think that uh, Madcap Moss is a fantastic athlete with a dog shit character. I think that Drew McIntyre is a megastar. I thought they had a solid match. I understand that Madcap Moss's gimmick is that he tells bad jokes, but it doesn't make me want to watch him get beaten up. It made me want to watch what was on GCW. That's what it made me do. It made me go, what matches up right now on GCW? What, like, what's going on right now? Um, like the low, like what? What more can we say? But we don't usually have you covering SmackDown. So what are your thoughts on the Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin thing? All right. So first of all, I mean, I'm not a fan of it on SmackDown, unfortunately. I think that they could, you know, do a lot better, a whole lot better with both of these guys. And I do kind of want to talk about this because I feel like, okay, so, you know, I mentioned kind of setting the tone for this. The opening match had the people super hot, man. And then instantly we go into this and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to do this match we i was we already knew it was on the card we already knew it was coming cool let's have a quick squash let's just have you know drew mcintyre come in kill mad cat moss bam end it there but then we kind of started things off with this promo and i'm thinking oh we should have just gotten straight into this match but then again we're talking about them you know killing time and the promo itself was just like terrible and obviously that's their intentions to make these really dumb jokes and you know have the people boo them we get 
get it. That's their intention. But damn, did it kill this crowd. And here's the big issue. And Sean, I'm so glad that you mentioned this because you mentioned the fact that, A, you have Madcap Moss, who's an athletic guy. He has a good look. Like, he shouldn't be in those suspenders. Like, the guy has a good body. And I don't mean to sound like a creep, but he has a good body. Let's be real. And he should not be, you know, uh, you know, wrestling in that gear, the pants and the shirt and the suspenders and all of that. Yeah. Like, might as well show it off, dude. Anyways, but um, so, you know, you have Madcap Moss, like I said, has athletic ability. But when you give him this type of character, it gives the fans, it gives the people zero, zero incentive to say, this is why I like this character. This is why I'm looking forward to this match. It takes away so much. So with that being said, this match was not insulting whatsoever in terms of like the match itself. We got to see a lot of that athletic ability from Madcap Moss. We got to see Drew McIntyre do those killer suplexes, which, you know, look phenomenal, especially because like we mentioned, you know, Moss isn't necessarily a small guy. So seeing Drew McIntyre, you know, kind of toss him around like that was pretty exciting. This was probably the best that Madcap Moss has looked, period. But again, because of the character, it it made you say, oh, this match should not, you know, A, be happening. B, it should not have been as long as it was. And C, it should have just ended a lot it, faster. It, it shouldn't, not only should it not have been as long as it was, it shouldn't have happened on this show. This is an hour one of SmackDown match is what this is. Here, Here's the history of Madcap Moss. He lost a couple weeks ago to Drew in the New Day. He lost a couple weeks before that to Drew and Jeff Hardy. He didn't win the Battle Royal. He lost to Jeff Hardy before that. He lost to the Viking Raiders before that. The only match he has won on, on TV since he came back was the, the Trick or Street fight. That's it. That's it. That So that doesn't exactly get me hyped up to watch this match. And if so, bam, kick him in the face, move on. We, we don't need to have a three-hour show. We don't need to sit there that long. I think... I think some shorter shows should be normalized. I think it's okay to do that. You don't have to. It was just such a weird booking thing to make. And the match was fine. It was okay. But like after seeing that, it's like, my God, man, did I, did I need to watch a 10-minute Madcap Moss match on pay-per-view? Well, maybe I, I could have and felt better about it if it was set up a lot better. But it wasn't. Well, we got no humper chats about that. A big shocker. <gasps> Are we going to talk about the Drew Baron Corbin attack now we sure or are. later? We sure are. So backstage, Drew's back there talking, and they attack him because it's got to continue, Denise. Started in November. Here we are. It's January. It's a whole new year. And Madcap and Baron Corbin attack, and they, they do the pilmanizing thing to his neck. But the most ridiculous shit, Denise is that Corbin has this big thing, this big gimmick. I don't know what it is, but some weapon. And is you got all these producers. things from the, from the thing? Whatever. Who gives a shit what it was? <laughs> like, I don't but, know what it's called. <laughs> yeah, but, but who could give a shit? You got Adam Pierce, former NWA champion. I know within canon, doesn't matter. Pat Buck, who uh, most of you probably know as the guy who beat up Big Cass last year um, backstage at a show. And they're just standing out, like, beside Corbin. Like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then as soon as he slams that son of a bitch down on the chair, then they grab him. It's a truss. That's what it is. A truss. Thanks. A truss. What? Why? 
I don't know why, but here's my whole thing. That spot was pretty damn brutal, though. Like, yes, it honestly, was. it was brutal. So with that being said, if Drew McIntyre is instantly, you know, back on, you know, freaking SmackDown this Friday, I'm sorry, but they need to sell that. And he needs to be out for a little bit, because when you see a spot like that, like, dude, you got to sell that. So I don't want to see Drew McIntyre. And this is obviously no shot at Drew McIntyre, but to sell the damn spot, you need to not see. We need to not see drew mcintyre for a couple of weeks to sell that man because that was brutal yeah and um but that was it. Uh, all i've got to say <laughs> bailey said lolol sasha banks having bad flashbacks somewhere oh uh, bailey tweeted yeah bailey tweeted about it. that too yeah it. and that's what bezos says bailey's tweet was the best part of this yeah uh, i thought that the the spot was executed well, but having all the producers there was stupid. Have them rush there after he does it. Not like, like they just sat there and watched him get almost paralyzed. My God. Richie, <laughs> Richie says, hope they're not saving Corbin versus McIntyre at Mania. Could you imagine? Oh God, please. No. Like that's my thing. That's the case. So my thing for 2022 or one of my things is please, Please, let's have Drew McIntyre feel important again. Like, Sean, Drew McIntyre doesn't grow on trees every day. You know, like, damn. I don't want to see Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. There could be more done. The Denise Slayer, thank you very much for the Humper Chat. Shad Van Huda says Drew needs to show up next Friday in a neck brace. I think that would if if he shows up at all, he shouldn't show up at all, Denise. I'm with no, you. No, he shouldn't show up. Yeah, but he should be hurt as well. Yeah, but then you know, every time they do the neck brace thing, they come out and one of two things happens: like he comes out with the neck brace, and all of a sudden he gets rips it apart, or two, he just gets attacked again, and then all of a sudden next week he's perfectly fine. And they got to sell it. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh man, so uh, we got a bunch of humper chats. Michael Keys with a massive. Super chat donation. Thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate you. Happy New Year. He says, I love you guys. Sean is great. Denise is a great step host. Just take my money. Well, <laughs> we gladly will. Thank you so much for that, truly. Caden says, is there a place to go on your site that give me a probable run of what the Royal Rumble will look like? Or is it too early to tell? Sorry if I didn't tip enough or did this wrong. I'm learning. That's okay. You can tip any amount. But um, no, we keep the updated uh, na- names on our events um, page. And we have a roster under the resources section. Uh, I don't promote this a lot on on our shows, but we have a resources section that we update every single day. It's got WWE roster, Impact roster, uh, AEW roster, TV ratings, uh, pro wrestling free agents. It's got Gisberto is now doing every Madcap Moss joke told on WWE TV. No. Um, yeah. Give him a King bonus, of- please. Every that. king and queen of the ring winner, um, top seventy-five indie wrestlers. We we try we keep in uh, keep in line the twenty-four-seven title uh, reigns. All kinds of stuff over there. Injury reports. Uh, go to our resources section over at fightfulwrestling.com. We've got B Easy Ian says, "Remember when Umaga wrecked Stevo at Humped? One of my favorite celeb appearances because of the bumps. That was that was nasty. That was very very nasty." And Gary Coxhead says, "This is for the next stream with Sean on watching the free Q and A, the ad read. I don't have the overlay. Psych had me in stitches. Thanks, man. 
Well, I appreciate you. Got to got to make sure those advertisers get what they're after. Well, we had a Bianca Belair package because she wasn't on the show. What did you think of them adding these video packages? Which oh, seems well, like they wouldn't have if the show went as normal. I tuned out a lot of these video packages right now. When you said Bianca Belair video package, I was like, oh, I don't remember that because I did not pay. I'm sorry, Sean, please. I know I'm going to be frowned upon right now, but I did not pay attention to the video packages because I knew that they were just there to stall for time. That's what it was. That's what it was. And Michael Keys with another fantastic super chat. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) I like what he captioned, though, though. Have some more. Thank you. Jeff says SRS broke the news that Ronda Rousey was going to debut at the Royal Rumble. Wonder if he knows anyone coming in this year. Well, I can't say yet. Well, thanks a lot. I God, can't say yet. You're such a tease, Sean. You're such a tease. Listen. You, okay. No, I can't say. What do you know? Can you I give us a, a lot hint? Of things. I know a lot of things. And the thing is, you know a lot of the things that I know, but you can't say either. I don't um, say nothing. I'm not a snitch, Sean. I'm not going to say nothing, but, um, I'll, but I'll like post to it know on, the information. <laughs> I'll post it on Fightful Select as soon as I can. Wait, but what is it about the Royal Rumble or is it about Ronda Rousey or is it about both? Or am not I asking too many Rousey. questions? Not about Ronda Rousey. No, I don't know. Oh. So then what is it about? Royal Rumble? Yeah. Yeah. Surprises? Yes. Winners? No. Surprises no, and no, winners. No, 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 not winners. I don't think they know who's winning that thing yet. Okay. <laughs> Eric Brady says the video packages were a great touch for people who have maybe been watching their first premium live event. Uh, I'm putting some pieces of puzzles together and I think I know what you're, I think I know, Sean. I think I know. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I'm just putting, I'm just putting clues together. That's all. Okay. That's all I'm doing. I encourage everyone at home to do the same. We had the Migos promo um, and they came out with RK bro against the street profits. This was a fun match, as as it's going to be. Went to a clean finish. I love the finish. Did have somebody say, well, isn't that an awful lot like the 3D? And it is, but it doesn't matter because it's Randy Orton, and he's done the RKO for 20 years now. I mean, you, you just got to let that one slide. I love the finish, the pop-up into the RKO. Let's talk about the match itself instead of the post-match, because I thought we were about to get something in the post-match, and I kind of wish we would have. What did you think of the match itself? I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, man. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I felt like this was... <laughs> Don't make that face. It makes me scared to say my real opinions, man. Jesus. Um, Go ahead. I- I, d- I didn't really like it. I'm sorry. I thought this was not as good as the first tag team match that opened up the show. With oh, no, it wasn't. And no. Yeah, it wasn't near there. Uh, additionally, I feel like this was your everyday Raw match that I could see on Monday Night Raw. It didn't feel pay-per-view. It didn't feel, what is it, premiere premier level? What is it? God, I'm thinking of the seating charts now. What is it, premium? Premium Denise. <laughs> Denise. I already forgot what they're calling the speaking of, oh, live speaking events, of, live events. Speaking Thank of you. attendance was fantastic. They sold out. They sold out tonight. Um, that's good to see. And this was a, a Nick Khan thing. Like Nick Khan really wanted to do stuff like January 1st, like dates that a lot of people don't think of as being desirable sports dates. And he had kind of mentioned the, the line of thinking about this. Like, well, people go to big cities. They go there for New Year's. 
and they realize, oh, well, we got to have something to do the night of New Year's. So they hang around, they go to an event. This show sold like crazy. And Denise, a lot of WWE shows have not been selling well at all. So I got to give credit to Nick Khan for that. Well, it was good timing too, because one of the things that I tweeted, because I kept thinking that today was Sunday. Like, it's weird that tomorrow I'm not going to come and talk about Raw with you. Like, I'm just so used to like (laughs) pay-per-view. And then the next day I come on and I talk about Raw. It's weird to have this like one day that, there's nothing really going on. But in a way, like if you think about it, like if this was, you know, in my city, I probably would have gone given the fact that I, you know, have nothing else to do. So I'm going to go to the show and then you have a day off the following day. So it's not like you didn't waste your day, you know, relaxing. Nah, you had a day of fun and then you get a day of relaxation. Uh, Alan, this isn't a super chat, but I did want to shout out Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. I did do an interview uh, on uh, CBC's channel. Uh, check that out. It was was really awesome to do that. Um, You're so I famous, Sean. I guess. I guess I was supposed to do it ahead of Arthur Ashe, and we didn't do it. But there you go. Ryan Lambert says, confirmed Denise number 31 in the Rumble. <laughs> and Della Common says, whoa, look at us. We're SRS and Step Host. We know a lot of the things you don't. Like we're some sort of, wait, shit, that's your business model. Y'all are dope. I don't know nothing. You, I want to be excluded listen, from this narrative. Listen. Yeah, I'll, I'll, no, I can't. Oh, oh, I know. No, 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 I'm, I'm going to say, you, you know more, mind. you know more than. I let know. on. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That's how I get information, Sean. I just act dumb and people give me information and I'm just like, all right, cool. <laughs> You're might, might, have to, might have to toss some more money your way, Denise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't. I, I have a very like people just tell me things, and I just smile and Listen, nod. I'm, I'm just gonna send you with an audio recorder, and you're just gonna drop. You're it gonna by, bug me. You're just gonna drop it in the GCW locker room and just like walk. Just away. add the freaking ringer on me, and just freaking like. Yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> I'm gonna oh be my god! I'm gonna so, go, <laughs> never mind. So after this match, like I saw the way Street Profits were looking at RK Bro, and I was like. Oh, Give me a heel turn or not even a heel turn, just some more edge out of them. Give me a more aggressive duo. Oh, I wish it would have happened. I really wish it would have happened. I This is has nothing to do with this, but I do have to ask you, how long has it been now that Randy Orton has had his mustache? Because I was trying to place the time. And for some reason, I can't remember how long it's been. And this was bothering me during this match. This is what I was thinking about. How I long has it been? Hell, I don't know. Like a couple months now, right? Like uh, yeah, months? sure. <laughs> Who cares? Sorry. It's because I was having an argument and I, not an argument, but a discussion. And I needed to know this fact to see if I was going to win or not. Why? Who cares? You Sorry. waited until we got on the air to ask me? Yeah, because that? you know everything. <laughs> Come on. Okay, well, people, please tweet What'd me. What'd you think of the street profits, Denise? Oh, Sorry. <laughs> We're talking about the fucking street profits. What are we doing here? I'm sorry. Okay. Damn. What did I think? I already talked about what I thought about this. No, about the post-match. Do you think the street profits should have turned heel? Sure. Give me something new, man. I'm cool with it. Apologies. My heart wasn't in this. Oh, we are one day in. My Um, heart was thinking about something else. Jalen says, do you all think that day one is a uh, one-time thing? Well, I, I mean, not. next next year, it's on Sunday. 
Um, I think the year after that, it's on a Monday. I think. Oh, like the new year? Yeah, yeah. 2023, it's on a Sunday, so I could see it being a thing that year. Um, then it's on a Monday. So I think at least next year it, it will be. I think it'll hang around. Uh, somebody said, check the Fightful or facial hair tracker in the Fightful research section. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> Damn. Michael Key says, Denise is number one in the male rumble, confirmed. And Zach Schimmel says, didn't watch day one. Hope it was not bad. Here's my support for Fightful. Keep being awesome. Thank you, Zach. Always love seeing you around. Check out Zach's Twitch, by the way, guys. Um, Alan Jeanette said, Denise Creep Sado. Oh, my bad. Sorry. And I knew I was going to sound like a creep, but I didn't you have did. any other. How, how else do you word that? You don't word it. You just don't bring it up. You don't ask it on the air. No, oh, no, I'm not. No, he's not calling me a creep for that. He's calling me a creep because of what I said earlier about um, Madcap Moss. Oh, well, yeah, that was creepy. Richie, yeah, but I didn't your... know how else, to, how else do you word it if a guy has a good, like, if, how would you say it, Sean? And you're a dude. You could, um, Worded like Richie Goodacre, who says, I don't mind the packages, made the wrestlers seem more legit. Well, that sounds like something Denise would say about Mag Cat Moss. That she doesn't no, see, fact. that's the problem. I'm not trying to be like a creep. I'm legitimately just pointing out a legitimate thing. Okay, I'm sure you are. Alan Jeanette said, happy 2022, Fightful Crew. Both tag team match endings were great. Happy to see the tag team division do well tonight. Well, we also saw... Edge versus The Miz. This was a very slow-paced match. This reminded me an awful lot of like a 2008-2009 Raw blow-off match. But it wasn't a blow-off match. Just getting started. Um, At no point did you think The Miz was going to win this at all. None. None. Which, you know, I'm not not opposed to. Whatever. Just tell me a good story. And they're, they're leaning that way. But this was very slow paced. And like in my head, I'm still kind of getting used to Edge, one of my favorite wrestlers in the world, not going 110 miles an hour because it's not the smartest thing to do. Um, what'd you think about this one? To me, it was a little slow paced for my liking. All right. Well, I'll just be completely honest here. I'll be completely honest. It was the shits. They suck. I could wrestle better than them. I'm Denise Salcedo. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> you do that but, every time. If I like don't completely bury anything, you'll go, I'll just be honest. Well, it I, was the shits. Look, <laughs> it's hard to say anything. All right. But I just got to be honest. And <laughs> My honest opinion is that I didn't like this match, okay? And I'm just going to be honest. Okay, see, now I can't stop saying it. Thanks. Um, But it, a long match does not necessarily equal a good match, okay? And I feel like sometimes just because a match went a long time, had a nice little ending or a couple of good, like two little good spots in it, that all of a sudden people will be like, oh, that match was amazing. What are you talking about? You don't know anything. I'm sorry. This match was boring as hell. Yeah, I kept tuning in and tuning out, and I kept trying to get invested. Um, There was a, the one thing that I think I even liked, and I, I feel like I'm reaching, was that spot on the commentary table where Edge uh, slammed Miz's face on the commentary table. But even then, that could have been a better spot. Like, you're going to go on top of the commentary table. I'm expecting some, like, incredible moment. Like, I've seen a lot happen on top of a commentary table. Uh, So I was expecting maybe just a little bit more of a cooler impactful spot there um 
So I really had a hard time getting into it, uh, you know, with Maurice, you know, going in and, you know, slapping. Did she slap him with, um, with, with did she slap Edge with something or was it just her hand? Did she just think, slap him with her hand? She slapped him. Um, but I mean, I'm with you. I, it, it couldn't, this match didn't catch me. I wasn't intrigued. I wasn't compelled. It just didn't hook me until the very end when I see Beth Phoenix, who's one of my favorite performers of all time, and she looks badass she looks incredible and there i don't know if it was intentional or if it was a it was a snafu or what but she waits there at the end of the ramp and then her music hits and she walks down like part of me felt like it was a bit of a happy accident or something because it it was a little cool but it, it was a very it was very different i'll tell you that much Look, I was excited when I saw Beth come out. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest. Fuck Beth Phoenix. No, that's not that's what I was going to say. I got excited when she came out, but her just kind of going around and scaring Maurice away and Maurice just going like, oh, and then she's gone. There wasn't a big enough moment for me to be like, oh, that was so cool. I mean, the coolest thing was her hair and her look, but that's well, about it. You got to save. You got to make them pay for it. I already am. I pay for the peacock. Doesn't matter. You're building up to Although another one. Although I do one. pay for the version where I get ads. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't about to pay $10. Michael Key says, Beth, I said Beth. And Brett Watt says, I guess I hope we get to see Beth and Edge against Maurice and Miz at the Rumble. Uh, and that's he asked that again. I, I think that's the way it's going. I cannot imagine they would do this at WrestleMania. And it's if Beth is going to be active... You, you give her somebody else. Reun Please just reunite Natty and Beth and have them win the damn tag titles for the love of God. Uh, just do that, please. But uh, Edge, I would probably do uh, AJ Styles at Mania just because that match has never happened. But I think that it was, uh, I think this at, at Rumble is the best idea. But I, I, I didn't mind her not getting to Maurice because Maurice is the final boss of this act. See, I at least wanted a little something, maybe like just a little bit more than what we got because it, it like my level of excitement went from here and then it clearly got deflated. Yeah. <laughs> Share Teleware says the bath pause reminded me of the time they needed to go off the air and Rhea stood at the top of the ramp waiting to do her stomp. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh man. Uh, Della Common says, listen, if I'm going to be honest, I was too busy thinking if Madcap would look great with Randy Stash and don't know how long. Or Let me, let me redo this. <clears throat> Della Common says, quote, listen, if I'm going to be honest, I was too busy thinking if Madcap would look great with Randy Stash and how long it'd take to grow. Denise. Okay, I did not say that. That was Those were two totally different topics that I was talking about, man. That killed me. That killed I'm sorry. Me. You know, when you just start thinking about stuff, like, man, my brain went a different direction. Pardon me. Denise, maybe maybe you need more energy. Maybe you need more focus. Maybe you're you're lacking. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like based on the stuff you're saying about Mag Cat Monster trying to get some vitamin D of some sort. But... I already have vitamin D. I'm Denise. That's not <laughs> what I meant. But fortunately. You can get all kinds of vitamins, 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole sourced food ingredients from our friends at AG1, Athletic Greens 1. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Uh, I stopped taking regular multivitamins uh, because 
Uh, they didn't digest well. They didn't absorb well. And this was ideal. AG1 has helped me out an awful lot. I'm trying not to get all my energy through like energy drinks and stuff like that. So I've been trying some different things. And AG1 has been really, really great. There's a lot of stressors in life. It's tough to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients it needs to thrive. Busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise, environment. But AG1 is the category-leading superfood product. It brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. And it's easier on your stomach. It's one product with all the best things. They have a special blend of high-quality bioavailable ingredients and a scoop of AG1. You drink it, you're done. It's really great stuff. It's so good for you. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting, free one-year supply of vitamin D. No, Denise. And five free travel packs with your first purchase if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Athletes, uh, life leads, just anybody can take this. Moms, dads, rookies, first-timers, whatever it takes. They've got dairy-free probiotics, adaptogens, and antioxidants. It's a good product, by golly. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Give AG1 a, a try. This is our main event and our co-main event frame, Denise. I switched it up. Yeah. Cool. Wait, was this not what was up already? No, no, no I had this one up. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice. There you go. Per usual. Uh, by the way, guys, get in your super chats here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. I would greatly appreciate it if you guys did that. that. And also, uh, please subscribe. I'm trying really hard in 2022 to get us to 100,000 subscribers. That is my goal. Um, Going to make it happen. Going to work really hard to make it happen. But uh, most of the time, our live chats are going to be on subscribers-only mode, like I just did. So uh, make sure you do that. Owenton3, also uh, get in your Humper Chats at humperchats.com, by the way. Owenton3 says, is it possible Edge and Miz extended the match because of the missing Roman-Brock match? Yes, I think a lot of people had their stuff extended. But honestly, the main event was supposed to go 30 minutes with entrances. It like with entrances. It went 20. So yes. But then we got Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch. A lot of people thought this is gonna be Liv Morgan's moment. Now I we finish. A lot I don't know why did. people thought that. I, I a lot of people that. did. I don't know why. Well, Becky counters, um, what's the name of the move? Oblivion? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Off, the, off the ropes. Oblivion, and, right? and Becky Lynch does the manhandle slam, and she's trying to get her feet on the ropes, but she can't reach it, which I'm fine with because what? You're doing it to protect somebody else? All right, who does it protect? It just makes Becky look like she's not good enough, makes Liv look like she got fooled again. I'm, I'm happier that it was clean. I, do you think they run this back? I don't think that was the intention, though. I think the intention was for Becky Lynch's feet to be on the rope. And yes, I'm, it was. She, that's she, what, she that's was. what I mean. Yeah. So I feel like it, it, and that's the thing, too, is so noticeable. So I don't think they should run it back. And if they do, it should be uh, it should be some time away, not necessarily right away, because at the end of the day, she didn't get her feet on the rope. She pinned her cleanly. So it's like, that's it. That's the way it happened. And because that's the way it played out, I do not think that she should get another match. Like, that's it. At least not right now. 
maybe wait a bit, but not right now. Like, had she gotten her feet on the rope, then okay, you know, Monday, to, uh, I was going to say tomorrow, but Monday, Liv Morgan can be like, hey, what the hell, this happened, blah, blah, blah. Bam, I don't know, we get a rematch, I, I don't know, Royal Rumble or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, but because that didn't pan out, now they got to change things. If they were planning to do a rematch, I just don't think they should. Ever the villain says WWE had a perfect chance to build a new star and live. That could have been tonight. They always do. Can they overcome way too long? Yes, they do. WWE has this weird insistence that fans love to cheer losers, like that everybody's a lovable loser. It's not good to condition your audience to think that not getting what they what they want is like the norm or not being satiated is the norm. This is a a fan servicing product. And Denise, I know you see those dumbass tweets when people say, "Well, they they gave you Kofi, they gave you Becky. What about Dana Bryan? Thank you. Well, you ever happy? Ain't you all ever happy? Who is y'all? Who is you all? Who is aren't they? Who is they? Aren't you a wrestling fan? If so, why are you fucking talking about it? First off, like. This is a fan servicing product, and each fan feels something differently. It's just so weird that there's this, this audience that has sort of been cultivated within the conditioning of WWE of, like, that's heat all the time, all the time, all the time. Out. And by the time the underdog finally overcomes, we're like, let's go. Let's move on. Big E... Won the WWE title, Denise. And then Big E lost like seven matches. Yeah. That's not what a champion does. That's not normal. But even the challengers, it's like lose, lose, lose. Then they're like, for if we're lucky for like a hot three weeks, they win a couple matches. And then here they are again. And then what they do every time, just like I mentioned at the top of the show, they rely on the fact that Liv Morgan is constantly like constantly improving in the ring, that Becky Lynch is perpetually over, that Liv Morgan has such a devout fan base that will support her no matter what because they know her and she connects with them on her own, and they rely on the fact that these people are so perpetually over to make up for the bad stories that their creative is telling within the ring. Whew. And they did. They had an they had a really fun match, I thought. I thought they kicked ass in the ring. I liked this match. I I, did th- too. I thought that it was very enjoyable. They had a lot of really good moments. And unfortunately, the finish I did think overshadowed a lot of the good stuff that they did do in this match because right away, like I put out a tweet that I just said I liked it because it was fun. And I kind of saw a few comments where people were like, Oh, the ending, the ending, the ending. I'm like, Yeah, the ending was definitely botched, but I don't think that it took away from the match itself. So I do want to make a couple of things uh, know a couple of things that I personally liked about this. And first and foremost, I, I was not expecting I, I didn't expect Liv Morgan to win tonight. And that's not a shot at Liv Morgan. I just didn't expect it. Like, that's just, I didn't think that they would give her the title. Like, I just didn't see it happening. But with that being said, I feel like today was a nice, um, 
I think if you look at this match and you look at Liv Morgan's performance, it is very clear how much improvement she has had in her skill level has definitely improved so much. So I feel like we definitely need to kind of give her a shout out there because she has improved a lot. But one of my favorite things that was kind of played upon on this match was the fact that Becky Lynch, you saw some frustration from Becky Lynch where she, you know, really didn't expect to have for Liv Morgan to bring her a plus yeah. game. And she was frustrated with Liv Morgan. There was a point where she was, you know, kind of ready to win this match via, uh, you know, by Liv Morgan essentially being counted out. And that's not a method in which we normally see Becky Lynch try to win matches, but she was so frustrated that she couldn't beat Liv Morgan right away that she wanted to resort to this at one point in the match. And so for me, that added a lot of credibility that Liv Morgan really needs is she does need a lot of credibility. And I think that's why I didn't expect her to become champion because as much as I like Liv Morgan, I don't think that they have properly built up her credibility for me to think that she's actually going to become a Raw Women's Champion. So because of that, I didn't see it happening. But either way, I feel that if you keep building her up and you keep having you know her showcase the way that she did today and moving forward, if they keep showcasing her in a positive light and you know helping her get better, whether it be uh, just in-ring, promo-wise, etc., then at some point I'll be like, all right, this is definitely going to happen for Liv Morgan. But um, I just, oh, I also like that she did the Rings of Saturn. I thought that looked really great. There was a she moment has, where she, she also- has been for a while, but like her offense and, and Becky stepped it up too. They had a lot of like really fresh offense, which I appreciated. And we have um, Bray Watt. <laughs> I get it. Bray Watt. Uh, says, can we please talk about that sunset flip powerbomb by Liv Morgan tonight? I was about I to bring that up, it. actually. That's one of my favorite moves, and she did it so different. Like, she went from the rope over, and then when she landed, a lot of people will kind of defeat the purpose of a sunset flip powerbomb because they'll just stand there. Like, you could have just walked underneath the person and done that if that's what you are going to do. But what she did was she landed and she bounced a little bit. And with the bounce, that pulled up Becky Lynch. And then she did the move. I thought that was fantastic, Denise. That was really good. And I think that moving forward, she should keep, like, implementing it because I thought when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
thought that it made her look really impressive. And that was one of the moments where I was like instantly, bam, I like this. Uh, and it just adds to Liv Morgan and her arsenal of what she can do in the ring. And especially right now, like I mentioned, she has had a vast amount of improvement. So I think adding little moments like this, like even just like, you know, obviously she's done dives before, but even just like the dives and, you know, doing the Sunset Flip Powerbomb and doing the Rings of Saturn and just kind of incorporating all these different types of things into her moveset, it just makes her look a lot stronger as a competitor. We have a bunch of super chats about this. Uh, RH says, Liv versus Becky is coming off as Nakamura styles during their feud. That's a really good comparison, I think. It just went on too long, too long, and just, eh. I don't think so. I don't think so because I remember being very disappointed with those matches and I can't say that I've been disappointed with fair. Becky and Liv. That's a, that's a fair, uh, I think more in the storytelling criticism is what that was about. Um, and, and it was very clearly intended for Becky to cheat to win. And back then it was Nakamura kicks him in the balls every single week. Um, like, that was just awful. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was just awful. From an in-ring perspective, Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan were doing great. CM says, uh, they were good. Am I the only one who noticed the ref counting pins in slow motion? No, you weren't. Uh, I noticed. Fans noticed. People in WWE noticed. Uh, I got a couple messages about it. I had people that, they got messages about it. The ref's cadence was off very badly. Like it was, was it on purpose? I don't know. I, I I I don't know because the last count didn't seem bad. The last count was smooth. Before that, it was one, two, wiggle, like wiggle. that. <laughs> and a lot of the so I've sat in on some refereeing seminars. A lot of the people, at least that I remember, um, in WWE, would do it, and they they do the count, and they'd swing their arm all the way around. Because that creates like a good cadence, like it's it's more predictable if you do that. You swing your arm around; it's going to take about the same amount of time each time to do it. Uh, that's just from a, a couple of people that I, I've heard from. But um, yeah, it was. I think that you gotta you gotta smooth that out because it was it was just a little off for me and for a lot of other people too. Uh, call me crazy says the whole lovable loser thing is so annoying. And it's been a thing since the WWE universe pushed for Daniel Bryan to win all those years ago. Now it's the crutch they use for the underdog. Uh, it's a constant losing thing. Yeah, it is. The, and it, it happened with Becky Lynch. People got so tired of her losing all the time. So, um, that's, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. They rely on that. Sheldon says if they run it back, should be a no ropes match, but WWE won't do it. Well, there's no reason to now. She Becky didn't cheat. Exactly. There's no reason to now. You can't. You have to go with how it went down, not with how you were planning on it to go down. Cyclops says he still thinks Becky will or Bianca will take the belt from Becky. I mean, it seems like they're protecting her an awful lot and they're hyping her up an awful lot to do that. If if they can't do horsewomen at Mania, I think it's going to be Bianca Becky again. Yeah, and I would I would not mind that actually because I still feel we need a I don't know we need to redo what that whole mess what's that SummerSlam was or they could have just not done it at all. Well, I, I think mean, yeah, that, of course. <laughs> I think that would have been a very good thing. Yeah, it um, would have. Bray Watt says predicting the final four of the Women's Rumble. I think a good final four would be Sasha, Bianca, Liv, and a returning Oscar. Um, I think those four actually are perfect. Uh, I would maybe replace one of them with a top NXT name. 
because you will have to have you will have Raquel? to have I don't care just anybody someone Dakota. to represent somebody to represent that brand I don't care who okay but you need somebody from NXT there so you can say hey look at this brand uh call me Casey says fun fact that's the only time Becky's hit the manhandle slam on live it took Becky countering the oblivion to hit it uh which is a neat touch but damn, did they build up Liv really well in this match. Hopefully a Royal Rumble win in the future. Hopefully a lot of things in Liv Morgan's future. Uh, she is constantly improving, constantly getting better. Like, I really look forward to watching her work. One of the things I love most about wrestling, Denise, is seeing things I haven't seen before or seeing them done in a way I haven't seen them done before. And uh, she did it really, really well tonight. Carlos Easy with a big super chat. Thank you so much, Carlos. He says, Becky kept showing frustration throughout the match. So story-wise, I like her attempting to cheat to win, even though she hit her finisher. It shows big-time Bex's characters actually insecure and overcompensating. You know, I, I think that Becky notices those things. I don't think anybody else that's putting the, the, the juice behind creative does. But I'm glad that, that Becky probably sees it and Becky's trying to do it. Um, like that would explain why Becky would repeat a lot of the same insults on commentary and all of that. She's like, Hey, you heard me, right? Right. You all agree with me? Like yeah. she is covering up her own insecurities because she doesn't feel like she can beat Liv on her own. Right. And I, I felt it was very clear during this match. Sheldon Jackson says WWE is so, in, is so dependent on the four horsewomen. It's like, are we going to get new women stars here anytime soon outside of Bianca and actually make them the women's champion? Uh, it does not seem like they are that interested in building anybody but them. Um, they they give people their moments, and then they take them out of that title picture for a while, which should be the standard in wrestling. But because their women's divisions are so small, Denise, we're talking nine to twelve women on each roster. It it is highlighted a lot more when like Bianca Belair isn't in the title scene. Oh, yeah. It's just a lot more obvious. It's so obvious. And not only that, like, I feel like you should also be able to, like, you have your main title picture. And, like, that's one of the biggest criticisms, I think, with the, with the women's division is that, you know, with the men, you have your main eventers, you have your mid-carters, and you have your, you know, your jobbers and all. You have different levels of storytelling and different levels of just what you're seeing on the show for the men's division for the women's division. It's like, okay, we have the tag team division and then we have the women's main title picture. And that's kind of about it. And then you see those two get meshed in together. And like, that's the one thing where we need more depth in the women's division. Like we need stories being told outside of just the tag team titles and outside of just the, you know, the, you know, the raw or SmackDown women's championship, whatever roster you're talking about, we need like more stories. And we were kind of getting that for like a bit you know with Bianca but um not to the extent of not to the extent that you would think so though guys a reminder we are heading down the home stretch we are at the main event donate a super chat or a humper chat get your question or statement read on the air please support our sponsors at athletic greens uh you can tweet them at athletic greens just let them know you heard about them from us even if you don't try their product uh we would greatly appreciate that also I uh, want to give a bit of a plug. We had a free preview edition of the new Fightful Select podcast coexisting with Rob and Maggie. I want to thank you guys for supporting that so much. Had like 5,000 downloads, views on it as well. Um, Maggie 
our favorite Bulgarian bartender, and Rob Wilkins, who's covered uh, a lot of different shows for us over the last year, including tonight, uh, have a new weekly news show. goes about an hour and a half, two hours. That's on Fightful Select. I had you all for so long saying, hey, we want another news discussion show. I do one every week on Fightful, so I, I thought, you know what, let's put this one uh, on Fightful Select. You all get more than one show every day across Fightful, Fightful Select, and The Distraction um, each channel. So uh, make sure you check that out. The free preview edition is now available on podcast platforms everywhere. I also dropped a couple of interviews last week. Chuck Palumbo, of all of all people, uh, interviewed him. I interviewed Dan Housen. And this week, I have a couple of good ones. I interviewed Chelsea Green and Gail Kim kind of together. And then I interviewed the undefeated Steve Macklin, uh, formerly Steve Cutler in w- or WWE. Uh, he's now in Impact Wrestling. He's got an X Division title match at Hard to Kill next weekend. So uh, you guys are w- going to want to check that out because I got a lot of great information in that as well. So uh, make sure you guys check those out as well. We have nice playlists on our, our YouTube as well. Ryan Martin says, any chance Bray returns as a surprise entrant for the Rumble or Braun? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. Um, I think they are as realistic as what, Denise? Sorry, when you say stuff like this, I like to read your facial expression so I can see what you know. Um, Continue on. I think it's possible. I think they're as possible as anybody else. And I think I don't think it's out of the realm of realistic surprises. If I were WWE, I'd try not to give anything away with your face. I can tell. Well, I know Braun. Braun's headed to Qatar or some stuff. I got invited to Qatar, which was weird. That was that was wild. Marco says tonight was finally the night it hit me that they totally don't want to give us satisfying conclusions as a reward to those paying attention. Yeah, it's usually hot shotting and one night buzz things, and then they just kind of move on, and then they they rely on the same lazy stuff. Call me crazy says. Last one for me on the Liv match was honestly expecting Liv to do Lita's flip off the ropes finish from all those years ago because Liv has been on social media training and doing doing that move. I don't put anything out of lit possibility for Liv. I mean, I don't think she's going to do a standing 450 because I don't think anybody is for a while. But, man, she's working on her craft an awful lot. And she loves, especially her fans too, her fans really like, okay, the ones that I interact with really romanticize that like 2003 2011 era and um i think that's uh pretty cool and a thing that you pick up pick up a lot of easter eggs from main event oh boy do we have super chats for this seth stirs oh by the way cabo stretch says roman should have been stripped for his title it's covid it's he's gonna be all right it's gonna be a couple weeks like, I don't agree with that at all. Seth Stir says, when life hands you lemon, you squeeze them and make a big sirloin, some bitchin' lemonade. When they announced this, and I found, or when I found out, I was like, listen, I was, you know, fine with Roman and Brock, but I was pumped for this match, Denise. Yeah. I love, I love big meaty men slapping meat. I love the big sirloin beef sons of bitches, Denise. We know how you feel about big meaty men slapping meat. You love it. Yeah, I do love it. Yes, how can you, you not? Do. I think everybody loves it. You do. This was awesome. Oh, I was so excited about it. And like, it's very interesting. Like I have mixed emotions and obviously I'll share those in just a second. 
Well, Sarah Smol says, glad Lesnar's the champ, but I love AEW. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Mike says, Lashley versus Lesnar is the box office. We need it. Yes, they do. I think they'll they'll get a lot of... And, and here's Shaq Fu Guru saying, more excited for Brock Lashley than Brock Roman. See? And you know what we don't need in that feud? A title belt, Denise. We don't need a title belt. We just need big meaty men slapping meat. There's the same bullshit they did with Kofi Kingston years ago where they were like, ah, let's beat him in five seconds because we got to have a title for the Kane Velazquez match. Nobody, nobody needed Kane Velazquez in a title match because he did one good springboard arm drag at Triple Mania. People were like, oh my God, he's going to be amazing. Super athlete. No, no, we did. We don't need it. I understand you want to set the tone. You want to set the tone, but I'm not confident in WWE with Brock Lesnar as champion, Denise, because I have covered some pretty terrible eras of Brock Lesnar as champion where he just hits the bricks and we got a three-hour show where they try to make the Intercontinental or U.S. title up there. Like they'll put it on Roman or something for a few months. And they try to pretend like they give a shit about it, but they they don't. They don't really. Otherwise, put the damn thing on Brock or something. I don't give a shit. But like doing this, it takes your top prize off the show unless they switch it quick. If we're talking like a Royal Rumble turnaround, whatever. We're going to work in reverse. What did you think about the title change? Because I didn't like that Big E got pinned. I thought that was pointless. You had especially two other people that could have taken that pin and been fine. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. I feel like you just like, yeah, definitely took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly how I felt about it. And like, let me first off start off by saying that I'm like a big Brock Lesnar fan. Like Brock Lesnar is one of the few people that legitimately gets me excited about the product. And I know a lot of people shit on him for being gone and, you know, all this stuff. But I think that he's one of the most exciting performers that I've, you know, ever seen. And I always mark out for Brock Lesnar. But that being said... I was not like when he was added to this match, I thought, okay, they're probably going to have Brock Lesnar win. But I was like, no, they probably won't do it. Maybe, maybe not. And then I think like, even if they, even if Brock Lesnar, like, you know, we still have Brock Lesnar win. I just was not expecting Big E to take the pin. I was completely stunned by that. And now that kind of, to me, and, you know, I know we're talking about the Bobby Lashley thing, but this for me, the fact that he pinned Big E Based on that alone, it's almost like, okay, like I can't argue that Big E necessarily should be getting a rematch. Why? Because they pinned him clean. That was clean. Like he, sh- and then they shouldn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking like, okay, like I get their train of thought. It's like, okay, it's Brock Lesnar. So he can pin Big E, but I just agree. I mean, you have Seth Rollins who could have taken the pin. You have Kevin Owens who could have taken the pin and it would have been like, okay, fine. Like, damn, you know, having Big E lose the bout sucks, you know, sucks, but not only did you have him lose the bout, the bout, but you also had him get pinned. I was stunned. That's that's the best thing that I can say. I was stunned, and I just thought, oh, God, this is not going to get a good reaction. So now we're going to work through the match, and holy shit, what a match this was. This was balls to the wall, and, and when I talked to people in WWE, they said Vince McMahon specifically makes wants to make sure this match is badass. They sold out the show. They want it to make good. The match was really short. 
but it was from beginning to end 110 miles an hour. Brock Lashley through the barricade. You have Brock taking all kinds of offense. You got Brock throwing F5. F5, getting speared. The big ending. Biggie goes for the big ending on Brock and just the optics of it visually. I got ADHD real bad. And this match to me was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like going crazy for it. And I don't care. And what does this have to do with your ADHD though? Why the fuck doesn't it have to do with my ADHD? There were great spots all over the place. Nonstop. F5, 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 spear, frog splash, big ending, through the barricade, face off. But the, the finish, what doesn't it have to do with it? It was great. And I love good psychology in wrestling as well. But you can throw that all out the window in a fatal five way. I don't got to see you work a hold in a fatal five way because you're just trying to sneak in, get a pin. You're trying to sneak in and, and do it, get it done. And I thought this match ruled. Um, what'd you think of the actual body of the match? Okay. So here's the thing. Like, I feel like we're always, you know, and because they give us so much to say like, Oh, WWE does this wrong. WWE does that wrong. And we can talk about, you know, all the things that they do wrong for like, whatever time period right but i do want to give them credit where something that i feel they have gotten right and the one thing that i feel that they have gotten right is the formula to these multi-man matches they have made it so these matches don't have any sort of dead moments in them and they are entirely action packed and from the second this match started, I mean, you got Brock in there suplexing everybody the second he gets in the ring, throwing everybody like ragdolls. And instantly I'm like, okay, we already know that, you know, Biggie and Bobby Lashley, these are all big guys. You already know that Brock Lesnar is a big guy, right? But for me, like, damn, seeing him in the ring and making Biggie look small, I was like, I didn't, I didn't realize, like, I didn't realize how much big, how big Brock Lesnar really was. And even at the point where Bobby Lashley, we didn't really get like a good visual of like Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, like, you know, standing face to face or whatever. But when Bobby Lashley had him in the hurt lock, like you can even see Bobby Lashley because Brock Lesnar was like all like, you know, covering him up. So that was pretty interesting like that. But I love like him spearing Brock through the barricade. I love, you know, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins trying to, you know, get together and like, you know, uh, eliminate both Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar from this match, you know, whether it was, you know, hitting them with the steel, um, with the steel steps, et cetera, all of that. Um, there was Biggie slamming, who did he slamming? Oh, yeah, Lashley into the commentary table. That was pretty awesome. The Kevin Owens, the Kevin Owens pop-up powerbomb on Biggie, considering that Biggie is huge and he got him in that, you know, pop-up yeah. powerbomb was insane. Um, that was really cool. There was a moment where uh Biggie lifted Brock Lesnar and it was just like, oh man. Uh, so they really nailed it in the sense of you know getting all of these big dramatic moments where I can't even tell you how long that match was because I was so invested in it and when it ended I had this moment of holy shit this just happened and also damn I didn't want this match to end because I was really thoroughly enjoying myself uh I think that it had this match not happened and I get it because the ending was you know you know you can say it's definitely not the I don't know how to explain it, but the point is that if it wasn't for this match, I would have thought this pay-per-view was not great. This match made the entire pay-per-view for me. It was very exciting, and I think one of the things that we always talk about is WWE is really good at creating moments, and maybe not telling the whole entire story, but creating a moment, and this was a moment. Well, we have a wealth of Super Chats and Humper Chats. 
Uh, TMK said, who did you have winning between Roman and Brock if it had happened? I thought it was going to be a screwy finish. That's what I thought. Uh, Sean Taylor said, title unification at Mania. Well, then what do you do with the Royal Rumble winner? You got to, I don't think so. Uh, King Melho says, give me Lashley Lesnar at Mania. Keep up the great work. We have a lot of that. We got Sheldon Jackson saying, I want to see Brock and Bobby in a match, but I also want to have Paul Heyman and MVP in a promo to hype that up. Oh, as do I. As do I. Do you think it's safe to say that we're going to get this WrestleMania match, especially because they did protect Bobby Lashley a lot throughout this match. There was not really much where Brock Lesnar got, you know, the upper hand on Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley kind of got most of the upper hand on Brock Lesnar. There's nothing that will will convince me until I see it unfold that WWE just won't force Reigns Lesnar at any opportunity they get. Any chance they get. I fully believe that they'll just be like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. We it's been the same song and dance for years now with some, with some exceptions, Denise, but they were good. And I mean, they've had to delay this match a number of times, right? Like now here's the thing though, too, is that, you know, never say never, because I also feel like right now there aren't that many matches that WWE has in their, you know, back pocket that are like yeah. big matches. Uh, so, I mean, I feel that this was one that I can say, I, at least based on what I've seen on social media that people want to see and would be a big match. Yeah. But I mean, like, think about how many times we've done this match. Uh, WrestleMania 31, uh, Fastlane, the the next year, pretty much. I mean, Ambrose Moxley was in there as well. They did the they did it in 2017 with the Fatal Four Way as well. They they did it at Mania and Greatest Royal Rumble and SummerSlam, and then they were going to do it again. And then they went and did it last year at Crown Jewel, and now here we are again. And they tried to do this match again. And it's like, I get it. It's a big match, but like, let's, I don't know. William Tucker says, why did they have the Usos interfere and protect Big E and save Roman versus Brock? You don't even have to have the Usos interfere. Brock could have just pinned Rollins or, or Owens. And Aaron Husky man says, you're both stealing the thoughts from my head. I thought Heyman would get involved in the main event somehow. I, I think he would have, if not for the, the switch. Um, and uh, Mad Maltar says, I don't like when someone loses a title match and I can't see anything next for them. It happened with Big E and Liv today for me. What's next? I don't see, know, and I don't think they know. I feel it's a little bit harder for... I don't know. I, I feel like for Big E, like it might be a little bit more tougher because how do you go from like, you know, the top of the mountain top to anything below that, you know? Yeah. TM cases. Who do you both having winning the rumble at this moment? Bianca I don't have now, anybody just yet. Bianca. And I, I kept on saying Braun breaker for a while, but you kind of got my hopes up with Braun breaker. I don't know why. Like it it, I was like, maybe it'll, maybe it'll happen. I'd like know. it to be Braun breaker. Miguel says Brock winning the title only indicates that we're going to have Lashley versus Lesnar at mania. If it's anything else that was pointless putting the belt on Brock, what do you guys think? Yeah, but then I want to know where where Big E goes from here. You better have a fucking plan for Big E. Sorry about the language. Uh, you better have a plan for Big E. Because if so, it was almost a waste of a coronation for him. 
because he should have had a special run. And instead, he just lost a bunch. Again, they created a moment with having him win the title, but that was about the extent of that. AR Forever says, SRS, you're a legend. Did you anticipate Lesnar winning? Uh, yeah, because anytime Lesnar's been a match, WWE can't seem to help themselves. And uh, you know what? I think he's he can be a good champion when he's there, but he's not always there. AJ Marshall says, Brock, first new champion of 2022. Uh, Brock, Bobby, one-on-one. I hope Brock and Bobby, one-on-one. I hope. Uh, Bebop says, was Brock going to beat Roman? What now for Roman? Why did Big E have to take the pin? What's going on? Ah, felt like an average pay-per-view. Uh, I, I don't think that we were going to have a decisive ending with uh, Brock and Roman. I don't think so. Yeah. What now for Roman? I don't know. I would imagine Drew. Well, yeah, but I, Drew I thought, coming I off of this? Drew. I thought Drew, but now Drew's laid out. Coming off? Yeah, that's true. He's laid out. So, I almost forgot about that. And even Brian, then, even if he wasn't laid out, oh, coming off of this hot match with Madcap Moss. Yeah. Oh, boy. We have a we have a ton about the booking of it, too. A lot of people are not happy about this, but we're going to get through the ones about the match. The Denise Slayer talks about Lashley and Brock stare down. He says, went too long for them not to be planting seeds for that. I doubt they went off script or improvised that. No, I get the feeling they were going to make sure that happened regardless. Even if WWE didn't write that in, Bobby Lashley would have made sure that that happened. Chris Ledecky says, Happy New Year's to you both. Lesnar uh, is huge. Denise, you were right. He made Lashley and Biggie look small in comparison, which is insane. Because we've never seen Lashley and Lesnar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it was, you know, based off what, you know, even just like what like I mentioned, like with the hurt lock, you could barely see Bobby. But it was kind of nuts. <laughs> Terry really? Allen switches it up a little bit. Says, Rikishi recently tweeted Umaga Hall of Fame. Agree? I don't give a damn who they put in that Hall of Fame. They put everybody else in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Umaga was in one of the biggest drawing matches in WWE history, quite frankly. Him and Bobby Lashley in the the Trump-McMahon uh, WrestleMania was a, a gigantic match. Chris Rain says that Grapsity was great today. When Brock came out after Big E, I had a bad feeling. Guess we need to let it play out. Man, we've got a ton. We'll, we'll be going a little bit over tonight, guys, but... Uh, you guys are very passionate about this, and we appreciate you supporting us. And so will Denise for that overtime, by the way. Yeah, go right ahead. I'm just going to chill. Carlos Easy says, Sean, I saw you tweeted the the match was originally supposed to go about 10 minutes longer. Any word on why they cut it short? It was like impromptu planned and all that. So I would imagine that's why. Henrique says, I think the ending was great. I have no idea what's going to happen with either the title now. With either title now, and that's interesting. There's so many routes to go down. So, Henrique, I don't disagree with the fact that it's compelling. But when WWE's most compelling thing is, what are they possibly going to do now? Because they their, their original lazy plans got screwed up. So what can they cook up? I, I've just been, I've given them the benefit of the doubt so many times that I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt with this, especially considering the Roman or the, the Brock Lesnar reigns that I've sat through. Yeah, we'll see. Dan says that Montez could be hope. a... Is that yeah. bad? I have hope. Yes, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, Dan says that Montez could be a single star, but would need to be set up for a Rumble win. He says he's all in on Lesnar, Lashley, and prefer that uh, at Mania over Roman Lesnar. I do too. I would much rather have that. Ryan says, it was, Ryan says it was a great show, great matches, good moments. Give me Brock versus Roman for the title at Mania. That will sell tickets. Title for title. Then what happens to the Rumble winner? 
Like you can't sit there and tell me after 34 years, it's been, this will be the 30th year for a title shot. Come on. Like that's the one thing. And that's their opportunity to even hit the reset button. And they've got multiple opportunities throughout the year to do it. Oh man. Be easy. Ian says, I'm of the belief Brock doesn't need a title match. Um, at uh, WrestleMania, Big E winning the Rumble and choosing between Roman Brock could be a very fun lead-up for Mania. He got pinned by both of them. Big E has been pinned by both of these guys. Where, where is, where's the compelling like super match here? That's the frustrating there's aspect not, of this. There's not. That's why he shouldn't have been the one to get pinned. You could have at least done some sort of follow-up with Big E. But yeah. They kind of closed the door when they pinned them clean. We haven't even gotten into the Big E deserves better chats. Ryan says, with them taking the title off Big E, is it possible we could Goldberg Big E at Mania? Yeah, I think it is. And if that's the direction, I'm personally all right with that because it's going to be Goldberg's last match, I think, ever. I think his next match is his last match ever. He's got one more con- deal or one more match on his deal. Big E has clamored and begged for this match. So... If Biggie gets his dream match, that he is a good enough human being that I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't care if I don't want to see Goldberg again. I want this guy to get what he's wanted his whole career. I think that would be a fun matchup. And like you said, that's something that he wants. Goldberg has already said he has one match left. Might as well. Can you like knock out? What does that say? You kill two birds with one stone. There you go. Yeah. Slamberg says, what a piss poor decision to have to shove Lesnar over again. Are that working up or working, building up Big E for what? Another Lesnar Raymond's moment? They didn't build up Big E. They relied on the fact that you liked him. They gave him wins before the title. And then when he got the title, they had him not winning a lot. Every other week, he was not winning. It was just a moment. Yep. Omar says, my bingo was correct. Roman two belts coming. I'd, I'd be shocked, guys. Daniel says, do you think Brock winning means he was supposed to beat Roman and Beth Phoenix is back? Nope. I just think it means that uh, they went back into a corner. They they do something that will completely change everything. My- Ross going to be interesting this Monday. Will it? Will it, Denise? <laughs> Hopefully, damn. I got to sit through it, so I'm hoping you, for the best. Do you think that Brock's going to hang around for two days? Or do you think he's going back to Canada? I hope he at least sticks around to do a promo on yeah. Monday. Sheldon says Paul is Nostradamus because in September he said Brock would be the next WWE champion, and he is. I don't even remember him saying that, but okay. I'm sure Marco, he did. Marco said, what a weekend. Hoping for a quick recovery for Roman. Don't want to see him back until he feels ready. Brock Lashley got monkey pawed as Biggie did not nearly get enough time as champ. He's too entertaining to get a longer run or to not get a longer run eventually to me, I don't care if the the reins are long, but do something with them. Again, he was losing every week. What was the, what would you say was the highlight of biggie's reign? Cause winning I really, enjoy, I really, I mean, aside from winning it <laughs> was there. Cause I really enjoyed that match that he had the steel cage match that he had with Kevin Owens. I thought that yeah. was really good. And that I think that's the, all the I can big, remember. The Kevin Owens stuff was like him, not trusting Owens. That was, and and him not having short-term memory and being like, buddy, you turned on my best friends. So that, that was, was legitimately it then. Yeah. Yep. Ricardo says, Brock and Becky win. Got to laugh at this shit. Chris says, <laughs> Brock not breaking the hurt lock uh, was huge for Lashley in my mind. I agree. 
that went yeah. a long way in setting up their match. That's what and I'm saying. Like they gave us a lot where I feel like we are going to see Bobby, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar because they gave us so much during this to. match. Like all of these moments, like him spearing him through the barricade, the hurt lock, and just, you know, all they of that. To. We got Dawes saying, hope this leads to unification at Mania. I don't know why you all want a consolidated top prize because what that means is at least one show is getting neglected. At least one is getting neglected. If they have split rosters, they need to have two world titles really badly. Otherwise, one show is getting treated badly. I covered SmackDown when it was not brand split and when there was one world title, and it was boring. I can't tell you how many Sheamus rematches from the Monday before I sat through. It, I'm telling you guys, you, you weren't watching the show. When did this whole consolidation thing happen? I missed like the boat when everybody decided. got I missed the boat when everybody got on it. <laughs> Man. Rock and Rumble says, with Lesnar winning the title, do we get the Lashley match or are we still booking Reigns and Lesnar to headline it? I want Lashley match, uh, but I think they'll go Reigns somehow. Uh, Miguel says, WWE could have Roman enter the Rumble so no one challenges him. But Brock mentions, and to unify the titles, Roman takes the bait for Mania. Oh. Oh, man. I don't know. It's just not for me. It's just not for me. I don't it's know. It's Andrew Zarian's he... fault. He tweeted it and people jumped on it. Oh, Andrew Zarian. Andrew, where is he? Always oh, Andrew. You need to yell at him. Andrew! Don't yell at him. Yell at him. God damn it, Andrew. I'm going to... Andrew's always getting yelled at. Yell at him. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> Andrew, stop. Exclamation points. Did you add exclamation no, points? No, but I'll, I'll do a follow-up tweet and just add exclamation marks. We've still got a bunch of super chat, guys. Uh, but Chris Hart says, how far are we from Priest for the WWE title? He seems to have faded. He's got to be on the show. He's... uh. They still tease that. Remember when they teased Bobby Lashley Priest? Yeah, but he's still got the he's still got his title. So Hannah says, uh, and either Roman Brock would be on both shows. Exactly. Not only would they not be on both shows, Brock's barely on one show as is. So no, no, I do not want that in, in any way, shape, or form. Now I got to pull back up my uh, document here. Ban Ban says I could get behind the change with the main event, but I would have flipped the tag title match too. I feel like they could have got heat with Usos losing and Brock winning the other title. Yes, I think they could have just, at any time, Denise, you can just switch those tag titles between New Day and Usos, and it's fine. And then... Man, we got like four teams. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can just switch them back and forth and nobody's going to give a damn. People will be like, oh, cool. You can hot potato those and it'd be no, fine. No, I don't even think. Yeah, unfortunately, they haven't given me a reason to actually care about the tag titles right now. So I could say like anybody can have them at this point. It would make no difference to me. KW's internet went down as soon as the bell rang and came back when Brock was in the hurt lock. Glad oh, I thought he was going to say when Brock just won. <laughs> no. Uh, Taryn says he sees Brock versus Lashley, Becky versus Bianca night one, Drew versus Roman, Sasha versus Charlotte night two. I don't think anybody believes Drew will beat Roman at this point, even though they, they are doing their best to just give him wins, wins, wins. They are. Yeah, um, I, but they got to be wins that matter. Yeah. 
Malcolm says Brock winning was a surprise, but he gives off a superstar R and nobody can match. That that he does. He does. He's very special in that sense. Nobody matches Brock in that sense. Uh, a lot of people want to see Lesnar Lashley now. And I love that because Lashley has worked to to make that, put that out in the world too. Michael Higgins says, maybe Lashley Lesnar happens at the Rumble with Rain spearing Lesnar to cost him the title. Um to me, I thought it was the same for, for Brock as it is for Big E. If you get the title off of him, have them pin somebody else in like a three-way or a four-way. But they didn't do that with Big E. Do you see Paul managing anyone to face Roman? No, I don't. Maybe he Brock. He said he wasn't. He yeah. already said that in that sit-down interview that he did with Kayla, that he wasn't going to go down to NXT 2.0 and uh, you know find cherry-pick some talent. It'd be good if he did, though. Braun Breaker? I'm I'm not going to say anything. Sheldon Jackson says, curious if WWE will put the tag titles in Owens and Rollins and have them beat RKO. That sounds like a ball. That sounds like a blast of a match. Deep Six says, Brand Split needs to go. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, Deep Six. I'm telling you, it doesn't. You, you will not watch SmackDown. You probably don't anyway, but you will not watch SmackDown if that's the case. Or Who started this too? Andrew Zarian? No, just kidding. Andrew Zarian did it. I'm just going to start blaming Andrew for everything. <laughs> Why not have Brock Roman night one and Rumble winner get night two? I don't hate that idea. I, I like I that idea, actually. Deep Six, I got to give you credit. You went from an absolute dog shit idea to a really good idea. This tweet has everything. I appreciate you. This, this is what we're here for. I love it. I like Bro. I like that idea of, but, but Brock ain't working back-to-back nights <laughs> damn we gotta bury brock man brock does he? brock has earned the right to do whatever he wants sean ashley says isn't Heyman's contract up at the end of january you know what i'll look into that ashley i don't know but i will i will look Check into fightful it. resources sean i don't i don't have it on there uh i would have reported it if so uh also deep <laughs> six a good sport about that Trouble says, hey, guys, love your post show. So funny and informative. Hope to stop the New Year's off proper. Well, we like to have fun, as they say. We like to have fun. Yeah, but uh, you mentioned one guy's mustache, and it's like, goddamn, you're terrible. We, we still got so many of these. Oh, my oh God. man, is this going to be a two-hour post show? I'm trying not to, Denise, but you keep chiming in. You keep talking. Watch. Okay, let's, I'm not talking anymore. Doss says, apparently, no mid-card titles matter. Eh, that's true. Call me crazy says, as for what with Liv, I'm willing to bet Alexa Bliss or Asuka feud. I don't trust WWE to do mid-card women's feuds because we get them being like like, uh, Dewdrop and Bianca was, which is the same thing week after week until we get the big moment. Josh Tolman, sorry, I've got the hiccups, says, clearly Andrew Zarian ate another train potato. (laughs) Cadillac says, send Hook to protect Andrew because SRS and Denise are coming for him. That's right. Uh, We're going to talk about how much Veer is coming on Monday. Mike says, Sami Zayn must be happy Brock's off SmackDown for now. I I hope we hear him talk about that. Michael says, uh, whenever Brock's in a title match, WWE management gets all Veer behind and comes all over themselves. Jesus. Bray Watt says, Brand Split doesn't need to go. Brand exclusive. Premium live events need to come back. I don't know. I like it an awful lot when they they can have a split here and then you can do some big matches on Raw and SmackDown because you're getting paid a lot for Raw and SmackDown. 
McClucky says, very good night of wrestling. The opening tag match was fire. Feel bad for Big E. The main event was still fun. Hope to see Brock and Lashley. Be easy, Ian. I'm of the belief Brock doesn't need to be in a title match at Mania, but Big E winning the Rumble and choosing between Roman and Brock could be a very fun lead-up. We read that one. Mike JC says, the bad look by WWE having Brock pin Big E with the way we reacted to the Kofi thing for the same exact belt. I thought that was tone deaf, Denise. Like, it would have been very easy. And I know they will not give me a storyline reason as to why Rollins and Owens didn't get pinned. I'm assuming the only reason for that. But here, I was going to say that the only reason for that would be so that they don't give Big E a rematch. But I don't think that. But that's applying logic. And I don't think they're going to apply that yeah, logic. Yeah, I don't think they will either. I don't have that much confidence. So I have no explanation, really. This is the most super chats we've got for a WWE post show in a long time. So apparently the day one method is a draw for us too. So thank you all for that. Chad says, what would have been the original ending of the title match? Sean, congrats for not muting yourself on this show. Sucka. Uh, man. I got to tell you, Sean, that was the best part of my whole year. And that wasn't even there. Oh, man. Um so I just got a little bit of information. Um, I'll just say this. FightfulSelect.com after the show. I would not expect Drew to be next in line for any title stuff. Why? Um, FightfulSelect.com after the show will have the news. Hmm. Damn, Sean. Yes. Can't tell us now? No, I can't. No, I can't because I still got to just... follow up on it. Oh, okay. I understand. Uh, <laughs> I won't pressure you. Sean Taylor says, with the cuts, WWE doesn't have enough talent for two main event scenes. May not be a bad idea to unify. I'm sure USA and Fox Networks would love having the best on their show and not half of a roster. But, Sean, again, please remember what I said. Go back and watch 2015 SmackDown. Do, go back and watch that. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best. Um, so, okay, yeah. Somebody said, uh, Drew has a medical issue already reported, so Sean must have more info. Yes, that's what it is. Um, if it's already reported, there you go. Uh, Drew's got to get checked out. That was just uh, given to me, um, and they're hoping it's not bad. But for right now, Did just... They say what, though? For the, for the interim written off TV for the interim there till they can make sure it's not that bad. Um, but yes, he has a, a, an actual injury that he has to get, uh, worked on. So there you go. It's a bummer. I hate yeah. that. Well, wishes. Uh, damn. D Daniel Rothenberg says his answered all the problems. Bring in Walter. Then I remember the survivor series. <laughs> also Cesaro Lesnar, please. Um, I don't get it. Imagine having been able to do like bring in Walter, even if it was just for like one thing and like having it rock. Yeah. Oh man. Sorry. I've got a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, I will focus on this show. Alicia says, I know don't I was say, you told me not to talk, so I can't help you. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, well, we've got a bunch of super chats still about big E, but call me crazy says, what about brand specific pay-per-views, two pay-per-views a month? One for each brand. They they don't have any desire to do two a month anymore. They were uh, they were scaling that back. Alicia says, "Don't watch SmackDown much, but would Naomi versus Sonya been a good match to add to the card?" Yes, I think it would have been. But I think they're extending this to the Royal Rumble. I think Sonya eliminates Naomi from the Rumble, and they keep it going. 
Now, this has been a long story where I think I've zoned out like a hundred yeah. times from it. Alicia says Sean is always getting scoops on the air now. Yeah. I got Tony Storm's release news on the air last week. <laughs> did you really? I did. I was like, oh, gotta go. One of those. <laughs> My God. So, uh, whew. I'll, I, I'll still have more on this situation on Fightful Select after the show. How about that, guys? You look incredibly but, stressed out, Sean. Just going to point that out. Buddy, I am always stressed out. I am. And and now I'm starting the home buying process. I'm going to be a mess. A <gasps> mess. Uh, we've got a ton about Biggie. That's what everybody's here to talk about. In Simmons has been a long week for us black wrestling fans. You know what? Personally, me, I'll just shut the fuck up about that and say, uh, check out Grapsity this afternoon. They had an amazing show. One of the best podcasts we've ever had on our network. Gender said, uh, Je- or Money Mark said, gender had a longer reign than Big E. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's not what I'm basing. That's not what I'm gauging this on. Zach Lott said, Roman caught, got COVID and it cost Big E the title. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> That is a range oh, I didn't of emotions. even think about it that way. That is a range of emotions. In Simmons says, between the real-life AEW drama and watching Big E get pinned clean, it's been a little disappointing as a black wrestling fan. I, I, I can't say that I didn't immediately think that right after the show. I did. I think everybody thought that. And there, there was another, uh, another person, A Black H, says, what a great follow-up to Tony Khan voluntarily walking into a PR dumpster fire yesterday. By needlessly stripping their WWE's Black World Champ for Brock. Uh, yes, I agree. And yes, I thought that was a PR disaster. Uh, I posted a tweet thread about it. And I'm sure we'll talk about it on Listen Your Boy this week. But man, was that ill-advised. I would not have tweeted that. Tweeted that at, wouldn't have tweeted it. Carlos said, Big E deserved better than that. Wishing Roman all the best. Please get well soon, Roman. Uh, William Tucker said, did Big E come off looking weak? No, I think WWE came off looking weak. I think they, I don't think anybody's looking at him and goes, nah, okay. Biggie I also feel bad. the win happened so fast too, like out of nowhere, you know? So you see Biggie get pinned and you're just like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. So fast. Knock Bogan says, was going to watch day one when I got home in the morning. And then I heard Lesnar won the title and pinned Biggie. I don't care if the match was good, pin someone else. I am completely with you and chad says biggie's title reign felt a lot like mysterio with him losing every week i completely agree with that too champions should win denise you would think so right but that 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 includes logic sean Tommy crazy says i think the the last match really went as vince would say to austin theory expect the unexpected i sadly expected it i wish i didn't expect it but i did because wwe's done this so many times i didn't expect it i'm sorry dan says biggie honestly should have won the rumble last year and then beaten roman that cash in on lashley after the wood story uh was over didn't make sense yeah it would have made more sense if it was connected to that um but uh damn Damn. I, I sometimes I, I'm left speechless by you know by some of this stuff, but I, I, I for months we were like Big E could win the 2023 Royal Rumble, challenge Roman for the title at WrestleMania. It's his big moment, and they hot shotted it, and it was a good moment. We're like maybe they'll do something cool with it. 
We trusted them too much. Hannah says, I feel really bad for who was supposed to win that match and didn't because Brock had to. I'm working on it. You, I'm going to try to find out. Do you think Big E would have retained had Brock just I not? I think so. I do think so. Yeah, because I wasn't expecting a title change in this original format with the just the, the four guys, the Fatal 4-Way. I wasn't expecting a title change. And even with the inclusion of Brock, I wasn't. I was like 50-50 on it. Cadillac Carson says, our first PLE show had some great fun moments. Great sunset flip powerbomb from Liv. The main event was wild. Not sure how I feel about Big E getting pinned, though. Now, Lesnar has ended two... New Day members world title reigns. I half expect him to come out and F5 Xavier Woods 17 times and steal his crown <laughs> at this point. I just expect him to do that. Oh, oh man. Based Marmiter says, Hi, Step Host. Please make me laugh to forget this travesty of a main event. A five-man match for the world title went less time than Madcap Moss and Brock pinned Big E. Denise, can you try or you can... Denise, you can try, but I think WWE already took the biggest, fattest shit of the year. You knew. How did you know? Because I know what's going on here. Not as dumb as I look, Sean. You look pretty dumb. Uh, Thank Trip you. Fisher says, Brock versus Bobby at the Rumble. Roman screws uh, Brock, then Big E wins the Rumble and faces Bobby. I think Lashley Brock should be a WrestleMania main event. It's got to be. Damn. Uh, Matt James says, uh, Happy New Year. Do we think this backdoors us getting Brock Lashley and Big E versus Roman at Mania? I would I would much prefer that, but we we already saw Roman beat him. Given how many people are talking about like Brock and Bobby Lashley, like I just I would be shocked if we don't get that match, especially after what we saw today. I feel like we've got to get it. Yeah. Uh, while I would have preferred Big E to retain the championship, this is probably the right result. I just hope Big E remains in the main event scene. Do you think he will? He's got it. And they got it. I hope they do with him what they did with Bobby Lashley, because after Bobby Lashley lost his title, they still kept him like for the most part, pretty interesting. Like I was liking so much of what he did post his title reign. And I hope that they do that with Big E. I don't like when they just kind of forget about champions because it's kind of like what this person was a champion. So now they are supposed to be seen on a different level. Like these aren't just top guys. These are former champions. So I feel that your former champion should get, uh, you know, treated a little bit better ashling says do you think they'll ever do becky and seth versus beth and edge no i think they would have if they were going to do that well they already told that seth edge story for such a long time i think if they were going to do it they could have done it then yeah. i mean it would be like a pretty interesting matchup but um it seems like now the moment's kind of passed Zach says Brock versus Woods for the crown. Brock wins all hail King Brock. There you go. Glad somebody else saw it. Evie Gray says, I was having so much fun with the main event until Big E lost. I don't care how obvious it was. I was still hoping it wouldn't happen. Mr. Andrew says, imagine Brock versus Roman for the title Saturday night. Brock versus Roman for the universal title on Sunday night. <laughs> Big E's reign was a bust. Man, that sounds like something WWE would do. Like one title one night, one title the other night. Oh, Gotta God. sell them tickets, Sean. Yeah. Bezos says, so was E supposed to win before the Brock edition? His WWE's Fox account posted the results, and it def and it says Big E defeated. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen that. If somebody will send me a screenshot of that, I would really appreciate it. They posted an incorrect result? I don't know. Or maybe one that, that had something. I don't think that 
the wrestlers weren't clued in that far ahead of time on who was going to win. I don't think WWE on Fox was. Doc says, at this point, Veer will win the Rumble and beat Brock. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yeah, we have somebody that, that sent me that. Um, so what they post? Okay, yeah, that was just that was just an error, I think. I don't think that was, yeah. I don't, the I don't WWE so. on Fox account, but what did they post? They posted the match results from day one, and it says, Big E defeats Lashley, Rollins, and Owens. But it has Brock's picture up there, so it's very clear that they did like a minor, minor oh. edit. Thank you to TML for that. Um, but Chad Zuver says, how weird is it that one of the most protected stars, Damian Priest, can't even get a match on pay-per-view? Uh, um, it's it's very weird. I don't know why they don't have him crushing somebody instead of doing Magcap and Drew McIntyre. Is he one of their most protected stars? I would put a question Does mark on that. All the time. I don't know, man. Interesting. Brandon says, I understand what y'all are saying about the situation they booked themselves in. Unfortunately, Big E was the least over wrestler in the match. That's their fault, friend. That is their fault, not his fault. It is their fault that they booked him to lose all the time. James says, Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for working on a holiday. Looking forward to the future of Fightful this year. Brock's laugh at the end said it all. Would be great to see everyone continue gunning for him in a large storyline. With him portraying a baby face as well, Denise, that seemed a little weird to me too. Like, common sense. Pin one of the heels. Yeah, exactly. Alicia says, had a feeling Brock was winning when he was added, uh, and the entrance order made me sure. Didn't expect him to pin Biggie clean. Is Brock going after the crown next? Chaotic Butterfly Man says, the ending of the main event in the wake of what the week was is pretty disappointing. They could have gotten anyone else to take the pin. Poor Big E. Yeah. I, I, I'm I with you. I'm with you. Or maybe just, you know, had Big E retain the title. Seemed like it would have been a smarter move. Richie says, second New Day member to lose the title to Brock. King Woods has to get revenge at some point. I wouldn't count on it, buddy. Antonio Marrero says, Vince McMahon saw TK's tweet and said, hold my beer. I'll show you how to book. Uh, black superstars and proceeded to feed another one to the real star Brock Lesnar fun match killed by the ending IMO. I don't think they're, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't compare those two situations. I don't think you No, you can't compare those two. I know people don't like Vince McMahon, but I don't think you can compare the two things. Zach Lott said King Brock versus all three members of the new day. We saw it. The Royal rumble pretty much. Uh, he, he ran through pretty much all of new day. In Simmons says, I don't know where Biggie goes from here. KO and Seth feels like they'll be in the tag title picture. And Lashley versus Brock, uh, everyone they wanted to protect was protected. Everyone they wanted to protect. And again, Big E is always over with the people that love Big E. This is what they do every time. They always do it. They don't protect that person because they're like, they're infallible. What's the matter? We don't need to protect them. All right. I think, says, I think I'm just more curious as to whether or not he was originally supposed to win this match, regardless of Brock Lesnar being in it or not. Like, I feel like once I like we know that I feel like I will be able to, like, think more about what was really supposed to, you know, you, you just like I, I think it would make more sense of things if we knew what was going to happen and why they made this decision, you know? Yes. Ryan Lambert says, shout out to Grapsity for an awesome show today is Brock pinning Woods on Monday to become king of the ring and complete the New Day trifecta. Uh, if they did that, that would be one of the most tone-deaf things they have ever done. Uh, for Brock being a babyface, 
for him pinning Kofi and Big E. Kofi especially. Big E was in a match with five people, Fast and Furious. If the Kofi thing never happened, I don't think people would be as upset about this. Uh, Abe says, tried watching the main event, but I'm sick of camera cuts and zooms. God, I miss when they shot it like a sport. My son is epileptic and can't watch. That that sucks. That sucks, and I hate that, and you're absolutely right. And I hear that all the time. It is, it's just, ugh. Alicia Ellis says, can't wait to get Jimmy's POV as an employer on the Tony Khan tweet. Love his business insight. Do you know if AEW has a PR team? Yes, they have. Uh, Denise and I interact with their PR team regularly. So, yes, they do. Uh, and I, quite frankly, I'll give you guys a story. I was going to interview Tony Khan ahead of Revolution last year. He said, hey, I'd love to do an interview with you. And I said, okay, let's do it. Didn't hear back from him. And he said, did you set it up with our PR team? And I was like, you own the company. I need to set it up through them. And the PR team said, please do not approach our executives and wrestlers for direct interviews. And I'm like, well, I mean, so I know that you all interact. I know they they do business with each other. It's not like Tony is above going through the PR department. So I'll talk more about it on Wednesday. Uh, Ashley says, do you think they'll do Becky? And S- we read that one. We read that one, Louise. Poor Louise. Damn, Louise partied too Louise? hard. Louise partied too hard. Dante says, don't worry, everyone. Kind of like Charlotte's reign. This will all make sense in five or six months. Damn. Talking about the NXT title. Or the, the yeah. Nerd Drew says, late to the party, dumb end of the show. But, oh, Lord, Becky Lynch has to be commended for the nonstop work she's had on pay-per-view and TV since her return. Yes. Great she job. has not been part-time. Yes. She's been working her ass off. Guys, um, we are almost... Two hours in, Denise, that means double pay for you. So that's yeah, good. thanks. I've just been sitting here looking at the clock. I'm like, oh, I'm like three just minutes. racking up those billable hours. Keep uh, saying this. I, I mean, do we still have a lot of Super Chats to read? No, I'm trying to time this out. We're done. We're done. No, we got three minutes till the two-hour mark. No, I, I like to end under that. But you get your double time anyway. Oh, okay. Then. But, uh, guys, thank you all so much. Uh, again, in 2022, I'm going to try to listen to a lot more of the positive instead of the negative. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I got shows up there every week. I'm so conditioned to be like backstage report podcast tomorrow, but it's not Sunday. I love Saturday night pay-per-views, Denise. Tell them where they can find you. All right. Um, please hit me up on Twitter and or on Instagram. I'm Twitter. I'm like literally like less than 1400 followers away from hitting 50K. I didn't make my girl. So uh, I got to readjust, replan card subject to change uh, at underscore Denise Salcedo. I literally tweet all the time. And then on top of that, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, where you can check out my interview with Shawn Michaels. That was my big end of the year interview. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out, please do. I'm hoping to continue, you know, doing great stuff on there. So youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, and then F4W online. I'm live Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to cover pro wrestling. Anti says, think Vince goes and begs Cena to come back to go against Roman. Feel like they've really trapped themselves here for what Roman can do at Mania. Mate, they did that at SummerSlam. (laughs) So I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that at all. Guys, FightfulSelect.com. You've got the sour graps over there. I'm following up with a bunch of news on day one. I've got producer lists over there right now. We had had the lineup up there. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We had, between Fightful and FightfulSelect.com, 
over 750 exclusive stories last year. Thumbs up. Thank you guys so much. We're out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.